Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Good morning, everyone. I hope that things are going well for you. I hope they're going better for you than for me. You know, I started uh, doing a show here, and I got halfway through, and I was a mess. I was all over the place. I got mixed up with things, and so I had to just scratch it. I've lost 10 minutes of time, so I had to begin again. But that's okay, because I get to talk to you, and you know what? If you're listening to the radio, you get to hear me, and I hope that it's something that will touch your life and encourage you and help you to be a better person, because we all want to be better people. Our Heavenly Father, thank you for the listeners. Thank you for their lives. Thank you for all you do and all you want to do. And I pray, God, you just be with every listener. You would lead them. You would guide them. And you would just show them your your hand in their lives. May we follow the footsteps that you have laid out for us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, I wanted to share today kind of about the family and the church and how we can tie those things in. I've got several scripture references, but most of them are going to be either later in this show and uh, tomorrow I'm doing, this will be a two-part, like most of my messages, because most of my messages are for Sunday mornings that I have prepared and I've shared it at church, and I have to divide them into two since I only have 12 minutes each day to do a message, so I, I, I don't think I've ever done a full message in 12 minutes. If I had, I'd be rocket fire. But uh, I'm, I'm really excited about today's message because I think it's something that will help us all. But, you know, it takes more than great programs to build a great church. You know, we have great programs in our church, and I'm sure you do too, but it's not enough. It takes more than hard workers and servants to build a church. It takes more than big offerings. It takes more than a super staff. i got a great staff I'm very thankful for. So what does it take? Folks, it takes great people, great families, and great homes to really make a great church. And I know that many of you go to great churches and you're hopefully built on great people with great families and great homes that are serving God with everything they have. We are building people. We're building families. We're building homes. And if we do that, then together we can build a great church that God will be proud of and God will use for his glory. And that's what we want. We want people to be coming through the doors to see the power of God at work. I don't want them to see me. I don't want them to see a worship team. I don't want them to see music. I want them to see Jesus. And I hope we can point people to Jesus. It takes great people, great families, and great homes to make an effective church. That is why today I want to share with you the importance of being involved in the family and involved in your church because I think it's vital. We have to be people who take action in our homes, in our community, and in our church. To have great families and homes can lead to an effective church because we recognize without God, we're on a poor trajectory. Yes, we're on a lousy trajectory for life if we are not honoring God in the homes. Probably built in everyone is a little selfishness. Probably built in all of us is a little selfishness. We like our own way. We know how we like things. Like when I go on trips, I like to get from point A to point B and get there the quickest way possible. My wife now, she would just as soon stop and read all the signs about uh, historical uh, places and visit museums. And she would love to do all that kind of thing and take her our time to do that. But it's so different from me. I mean, we're, we are so different. We all have our own ideas, and sometimes we let those dictate things instead of allowing uh, the other person to have 
uh, some say too. We've got to be careful about being too selfish. I know I do. We go after what we enjoy and sometimes at all cost. Many families have been destroyed because one or both spouses have put their desires ahead of their family, only to see their family deteriorate. Some of you a few years ago watched the comedy Cheaper by the Dozen. I think it was out in like 2003, so 16 years ago. If you ever watched a movie back then, it was pretty funny. It's Steve Martin. Steve Martin's hilarious. But they were this husband and wife are taking care of, watched 12, they had 12 kids. It was a cute movie. But I thought it had a, a lot of real-life issues in it. In fact, I showed a clip when I was sharing this at the uh, service about this family. And he, his wife had taken off, was gone for two weeks, and he was being ran over by these, these kids. Everything was happening. It was chaos. And, you know, that's the way it is sometimes in our homes. Sometimes we feel overwhelmed by things, not just in our homes, but in life circumstances. We try to do a balancing act, but sometimes we get lost. We think we have control of things, but in actuality, we are really hurting. I think we all need to be honest about our circumstances. If we're really struggling, folks, ask for prayer. Ask your church for prayer, not just your pastors. Maybe it's a friend in your church. You know, sometimes people rely just on the pastors. You know, there are hundreds of people in many of your churches. They would love to pray for you. We need to be churches that pray, that lift each other up, the church is so vitally important to each of us. I'm so glad I have a church family that prays for me all the time, and I pray for them too. You know, we are in, we're in our, I know our church family is anxious to pray for things people are going through. We have had a surge of cancer through the church recently, four or five people with major cancer issues. But we are trusting God, and we're praying and supporting these people. But the key to spiritual greatness, folks, is accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Transform lives, transform the church. If people are really in tune with Jesus Christ and seeking him with all their hearts, the church is moving forward and making tremendous headway and leading a lost world to him. That's what it's all about. It's all about leading people to Christ. As I shared, one of the last sermons I shared with you is about the 99 safe and the one lost and how Jesus left the 99 safe to find the one lost because the one lost was so important. He said, hey, the other 99 are fine. And sometimes in church, like I said the other day, we get caught up with the 99. And that one so desperately needs prayer, so desperately needs love, so desperately needs called. We've got to be that, those people who respond. When families come to God, there's a great joy. And I can tell you this, all of heaven is applauding. The family carries a great deal of responsibility. Nothing saddens me more as a pastor to see families with children who do not teach their, children, teach their children the importance of faithfulness to God and the church. They teach their children that the church is a good place, but everything else in the world is a priority. You see that, and that's the difference in so many. And that's the difference in 100 years ago when life was built around God and built around the church. You'd come to church, and you'd have a potluck. You'd stay out. You'd stay with the people. You had a Sunday night. You had a Wednesday night. You had other nights. Your life was built around the church. Now the church is there, and hey, if it's convenient, hey, we might make it on a Sunday. Yeah, we might show up a Sunday. Pastor, we're probably, we're probably two Sunday a month people. And that, you know, God knows your heart. And, you know, I'm not saying that everybody has to be in church every single Sunday. But I'm saying, why wouldn't you want to be around the things of God and the family of God? 
We have a responsibility to take care of our families and relatives. We wonder why our families are going the wrong direction when we don't show them priority. We don't show them by our example. And I'll talk more about that probably tomorrow. But sometimes people want to cast that on the church when in, in that we want to we have to we have to be seeing everybody and everybody's family when the truth of the word of God tells us this. The family is our responsibility as a family. We need to take care of our family. The Bible tells us as a church to watch out for the orphans and widows, those who have no one. First Timothy five eight says this exactly. If anyone does not provide for his relatives and especially for his immediate family, he has denied the faith, and he's worse than an unbeliever. That's a lot of, that's heavy. Those are quite heavy words. It's a responsibility for our family to take care of our family and to watch over our family. And then the church family, we are to take care of those that have no family, those that have no one. Sometimes I get called by people and they they want, they're just so anxious for you. Can you come over? Can you Can you spend time with us? Can you do this? I can, and we can do that. But, you know, don't be trying to give us a guilt trip because we haven't seen someone because you are the family. You're supposed to be taking care of that need. Yes, we are there, and we want to be in touch, but sometimes people want to shove all the responsibility onto the church or onto leaders. Folks, take it seriously. Love your family. Encourage your family. People of God, we must take very seriously the stewardship of the family by showing them the way of the Lord, by the things we do and the way we act. You know, I saw some sobering statistics that bring into focus these things. Statistics in recent years have shown that by the time teens reach their freshman year of high school, that over half the kids have already been offered or tried drugs. Uh, And I think many times offered, but they didn't. uh, Many times kids don't take them, but thank goodness they learn, hopefully learn that at home. But some of them do. Some, Some of them fall victim and they become drug addicts because of it. One in five One of five of these uh, kids at that age will be an alcoholic and have already started their journey. That doesn't really surprise me. People literally literally have it all over their homes and even broadcast their drinking moments on Facebook. It's an amazing thing. They wonder why. Why their kids later on in life become alcoholics. You know what? I tell you what. My my folks were so anti-alcohol that I was that way. And some people say, well, Pastor, you're just legalistic. Well, I am not legalistic. I don't say drinking alcohol will send you to hell, but I'm saying this, staying away from it, you won't be an alcoholic. That's for sure. But some of these stats are surprising. One in five will already have tried tobacco by 14. 46% of babies born out of wedlock are from the age 14 to 16. Can you imagine that, folks? One-third of all abortions are from this age. 33% of all abortions age 14 to 16. One half have already become sexually active. And the second leading cause of death from 14 to 16 is suicide. Do you think the family's important? Do you think the church is important? Do you think the example is important? Folks, we have to take our families and the church seriously and teach them the importance of Jesus Christ in our lives and stay close to them and monitor them, loving them, encourage them. You know, we have to be a living example. You know, Proverbs 22, 6, you know, he says, train up a child in the way they should go, and they will not depart from it. You know, and that's the truth. And I'm going to start with that tomorrow. But I think, folks, we got to train our kids. But, Lord, but, folks, we need the Lord to help us in our lives 
to be that living example. I hope you take this seriously today. I hope that you'll be an example for your kids and all those that watch your life. Lord bless you. Talk to you tomorrow. LifePoint is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.